0: God says, Jesus is been made sin for you. And so you are now the righteousness of God. You can't be the righteousness of God and be bitter and be unforgiving. You can't be. So that's a foreign entity in your life. You are a new creation. You just haven't owned it. You haven't accepted it. And the way we say it, you haven't believed it. We have a lot of unbelieving believers in the church. They are believers, but they really don't believe. Yes, brother, good luck, I know that, but you know, we have to be real. No, I don't want your reality. Let's stay with the word of God, amen? That's what is important. It's what God says. Not what you think and not how you feel. As long as you go walking by what you feel, you'll never know God. By faith, we get to know Him. You know, Jesus was speaking to the disciples. They believed in Him. (laughs) That's an interesting thing. These disciples, they wanted to know. John chapter 6. They said they were looking for bread to eat. So they looked for Jesus after He multiplied bread. They wanted to know. Uh, For sure, Uh, we need this bread. And and, and Jesus said, You're looking for me not because uh, you saw the signs, uh, but because you ate the bread and you're full and and you want more. That's the only reason you're coming. He says, Don't labor for the food that perishes, but labor for the food that leads into eternal life. But these guys were insisting they wanted that bread, okay? They wanted the bread. So they asked Jesus, what must we do to do the works of God? We want to labor for God. What must we do? We want to please him. And their mind is, we want to please him so we can get bread. What must we do to do the works of God? And and they were expecting a great answer from Jesus. Jesus said, this is the works of God. You can read it, it's in John John chapter 6. He said, this is the works of God, that you believe on Him. You see, when you want to labor, your labor is to believe. It's not by might, it's not by power. It's by God's Spirit. The words that He speaks to us, they are spirit and they are life. If you take that word into your life, you take the spirit of God's word into your life, and you receive life from God, because God and his word are one and the same. The word will transform your life. Now, in in John chapter 8, Jesus was saying certain things. He said to them, He says to the disciples, he says, those of you that believe in me, if you abide in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. you know that scripture? And in verse 32, I have the scripture of, and He says, because you are my disciples indeed, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And they responded, we have never been in bondage to anybody. They lied, they were in bondage to Rome. Uh, but that's the nature of man. Even though we are in bondage, we don't acknowledge that we are in bondage. We don't see that. They said, we have never been in bondage to anyone. We are descendants of Abraham. I've never been in bondage to anyone. But this is what Jesus said to them. He says, Jesus said in verse 34, Most assuredly, let me tell you the truth. I say to you, whoever commits sin... It's a slave of sin. Commit. That's something you're doing. Not just you've done something. No. Commit is a practice. It's your lifestyle. If you keep doing it, and that everyone knows that's what you do, you are a slave to sin. He's got you. That's what Jesus is saying. Let me tell you, he said. Let me explain to you what I'm talking about, is freedom. He who commits sin is a slave to sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever. I used to wonder, what does that mean? If you're a slave, you're not going to be there. But a son abides in order, there forever. In other words, I'll change that. You can walk away from being a slave. I'll make that happen for you. And then you don't have to be a slave. Then you become a child of God. A son of God. And you can abide in God forever. Can I hear an amen? You're free. That's what it says. You can be free from the addiction. You can't be doing things that everyone knows that's wrong and still be a child of God. It just doesn't work that way. It's a clear sign. It's not what you're doing that's the problem. But the fact that you continue to do those things is a clear sign. You are making a statement. I am not a child of God. That's all you're doing. And I don't want to be that. Not after Jesus has died for me. And the power to be free is available. I don't want to be that. I need to draw from whatever is in that blood that came down from his body on Calvary. I want to draw from that. If if that's not real, we're just here for nothing. This is a game. True. I don't, it's a game. But it does. And you can be free. And when you're free, heaven's open. Your family is blessed. And the other day, while we were praying, God says he will continue to have mercy on you, even on your children, to a thousand generations. Wow. I was shocked to hear that. He is the one that frees you. He says, without me, you can't do anything. But I will free you if you want to. Now, Jesus was speaking, and, and I said that last week, most people don't understand, when he you said you're preaching against sin, I'm not preaching against sin. Sin has already been preached against. The thing, you already know you don't want those things. We don't want it, right? That's not the issue here. I need to know how I can be free. And not be tormented with the desire to do what I know is unacceptable. That's freedom. Not this pull to do something when I know that is unacceptable. God says, I can do that for you. I can free you. I can free you. That's the gospel. That's why it's called good news. Things can change. I don't care how long it's been. It will change when God comes in. And the only one that is preventing it is you. You are not allowing God to come in. Because you're thinking, how will life be when God comes in? But you want to know, it will be much better. It will be much better. When you let God in, He's better. I don't need to do those things. I don't need, I don't need to be drunk. I don't need it, it to feel good. No, I already feel good. I got the Holy Spirit. I don't need all of that stuff. I'm satisfied with Jesus. Even here, life's better. And that's what Jesus said. John chapter uh, 7, verse 17. He says, If you want, everyone who wants, To do God's will. That's if you want to. God will give you the power to. You will know of his doctrine. Knowing means you will experience this doctrine. That I'm preaching to you now. You can be free. You can be free. And not desire these things. Totally gone. So that God will bless you. That's the message of the gospel. You don't have to strive. Or struggle. Or try to keep a law. No. The Holy Spirit in you. Amen. The Holy Spirit in you. Somebody has said, you want to receive the Holy Spirit? And they say, Pastor, I need to settle some things uh, so that I I can be right to receive. (laughs) Really? (laughs) The Holy Spirit is not for people who are holy. The Holy Spirit comes to people who are not holy to make them Holy. It's a mistake. It's wrong. You, you, you're getting it backwards. And so, because if you do it, I have, Pastor, yes, I've been able to kick that habit. But well, That's pride. <laughs> no. Let God be. And He'll free you. And He gets all the glory. And you know, God says, I'm not sharing my glory with anybody, not even you. So He's all Him. He does it for us. And so the Bible is very clear to us. He says in Romans chapter 6, and, and you know, I'm quoting these scriptures, I want you to get a hold of them, and begin to say those scriptures over your life. Uh, uh, Joshua 1 verse 8, He says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. How many of you do that? Day and night. Amen. Do that day and night so that you are able to do according to all that is written in the book. And then it says when you you get to that place then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have and your friends will see it. We're not talking about success that nobody can see. Okay? When God gives you success they'll see it. I'm successful, I know, but we don't see anything. God would do that. Otherwise, we are not truly believing in God. Amen? And I want you to be joyful. This is a good message from God, from His Word, that yes, it's called gospel. You can be changed. You don't have to be like the rest of them. You don't have to compete with them. God would That's what the scripture says. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things. That's true. You just haven't tried it. And when you tried it, you tried it half-heartedly. And the Bible says, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You're not going to get anything from God. If you really want to experience it, Throw yourself in. Jesus said, if you put your hand on the plow and you look back, you're not fit for the kingdom. Throw yourself in altogether. That's when you will see God. He show up. He show up. There was a minister of God. He was really searching for God, and he heard the message. He, sh- he was running all over the place, traveling. He wanted something tangible. God, you got to show yourself. And then he heard the message: If you see Jesus, you'll never be the same. And he says, "Oh, how do I make that happen? I really would like." Guess what? He woke up the next morning. Jesus was standing there. That's T L. Husband. Read his testimony. He wanted that. But he wasn't looking for Jesus. He just wanted more of God. And then he heard this message. He got challenged by that. Went home thinking, how am I going to make that happen? He had a hard desire. The next morning, Jesus was standing in his room. While his wife slept. Hello. And she said, Jesus appeared to you and he was in our room and I slept through it. That is not fair. Okay. I slept through it. But he appeared and that was a transformation for his ministry and his life. If we would go with all of our heart. So this scripture, it says, But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin. Notice, where? This is God speaking about you, right? He says you are no longer a slave to sin. Do you believe it? That's the issue. That's the past. You were a slave to sin, yet you obeyed from the heart the message I'm preaching today to you. You obeyed from the heart the, that doctrine to which you were delivered. And guess what? The result of that. Because you received the doctrine, it says, having then been set free from sin, you became what? a slave of righteousness you know please stand up This is stand up every one of you stand up stand up yes stand up yeah Uh, turn to your left tell the person I am a slave of righteousness okay (laughs) you're not saying it like you mean it turn to the other person I'm a slave of righteousness be glad to be a slave I am a slave of righteousness he owns me I am a slave of righteousness. That's who I am. Say it. Say it. That's who we are. And so when sin comes and he's saying, uh, he, "He was your former master, right? And he's telling you, uh, I want you to be bitter against this person that wronged you. See, I have a new master. He, uh, he's called righteousness. He's not going to like it. If I listen to you, he's going to be really mad at me for doing this. I can't obey you anymore. I'm a slave of righteousness. Can I hear an amen? That's who you are. That's who you are. According to the word of God, you are a slave of righteousness. A slave of God. Do you have to feel it? Does a slave have to feel whether he's a slave or not? He's just a slave. Whether he feels like it is not, if he's a slave, he's a slave, right? So you don't have to feel it, right? God said it, and so be it. Can I hear an amen? Please be seated. I'm not through with my message yet. Yeah. You are a slave of righteousness. So you have this problem, keep telling that thing, you're dead. I'm telling you, my new master, is not liking you at all. And he's very powerful. He's going to kill. He's gonna, you're dead. I'm telling you. That's the gospel. That's the truth. Amen? That's the truth. To conclude with that, I'm not through with my message, but just to conclude with that, uh, Romans 6 verse 14, it says, For sin, this is God speaking, For sin shall not have dominion over You. How can it? You are no longer his slave. He may be able to entice you occasionally and deceive you to obey him, but Jesus, hey, I've done something wrong. (laughs) Angela is laughing. I've done something wrong. How come? How did I find myself obeying this old master? I'm going back to my master. Can I hear it? Amen. I'm not going back there. Uh, master, forgive me. I listened to this. Ma- he deceived me. And I asked for forgiveness. And master says, yeah, that's what Jesus said in, in the scriptures. Very clearly there. He says, if any man sins, we have an advocate. Amen. I'm writing to you that you do not sin. Because that thing is going to stop all the blessings coming to your life. He says, but if anyone have you have an advocate, Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive our sins. And to what? And to cleanse us from some unrighteousness. No, all unrighteousness. So when God has cleansed you from all unrighteousness, And you tell me I'm still unrighteous. I say you're lying or is God lying? What's the matter here? If God cleanses you from all unrighteousness, you didn't cleanse. You you were not the one that cleansed yourself. God was the one that did it. Are you saying he didn't do a good job? Huh? You say God didn't do a good job. I still feel kind of unrighteous. I don't care what you feel. God says he cleansed you. Did you confess the sin? You really meant it? Yeah, he cleansed you. You're free. It's the simplicity of the gospel of Christ. We make it too complicated. Because we want to get some credit. I was able to understand what the pastor was saying. All of that don't work. Just accept the simplicity of it. I hear all of that. Glory to God. It's a lie. If it's not working. Be real. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Why? Because you are not under the law, but under grace. The law came through Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible says. And the Bible says we are standing by the grace of God. You are only free through the grace of God. So, when the temptation comes, instantly you re- say the word back. Sin, you can't have dominion over me. I am not under the law, but under grace. Because the Bible is clear. Through the law is the knowledge of sin. And so, Jesus has fulfilled the law, put the law away. That's what the Bible says. He put the law away because He said, I didn't come to destroy the law. I came to fulfill the law. Well, no man could fulfill the law but Him. He fulfilled the law. He put the law away and He gave us a new law. He gave us a new law. It's called love. That's His new law. We don't live by that old law. We live by this new law. The law of love. And that's the key. If there's trouble in a marriage, husband and wife, guess what the real problem is. I know you can go on to all the details, money and all of that, whatever. The true problem is selfishness. That's the truth. The other person wants to either have control, hide this here, how how dare you not do this for me, it's all about me. <laughs> it's always fighting. To the point where now they start fighting about the commode. <laughs> yeah. They have a world war uh, over the commode. This <laughs> is crazy. Every little thing is a fight. No love. But He loved us. Amen. He gave us a new commandment. He's a commandment of love. I need to finish this part, at least for this message. It says in uh, John 13, verse 34, a new commandment, because I'm putting away the old one. Amen? That's why we have the old covenant, Old Testament, and the New Testament. But some people want to live in the Old Testament, and that's very holy for them. And they tell them, if it was good for Elijah, it's good for me. Well, Elijah, that was of the old. I'm staying on Jesus' part. Amen? Now, this is what it says. A new commandment I give to you. Notice, he's giving it to us. Amen? That you love one another as, is the key word, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. You think about that? (laughs) Do you think you can love one? As Jesus loved the same level. That's bigger than the law. Think about it. That's what he's asking. That's why the scripture says, Love one another fervently. If you love your wife, you won't be speaking down to her. Jesus doesn't do that to you. your wife or your husband is Jesus also living in your house would you talk to Jesus the way you talk to your mate good question would you treat Jesus the way you treat your brother in church would you talk about Jesus behind his back the way you talk about that brother To put him there. These are the issues here. A new commandment I give to you. That's the key. And you say, well, Lord, I don't know I can love, but I don't know if I can love to that level. Hello? You just don't understand, Lord. (laughs) I don't know if I can love to that level. But let me tell you this. Find this scripture. Because this is in the scriptures, that's where you have life. The thing is to find what God said truly says. Is God telling us to love when we don't have the ability to love like he loved? That's the issue here. But this is what Jesus did. And then you need to understand this. That law, he fulfilled the law and, and He gave a new law and gave us the power to keep the new law so that we can be blessed. It's all there. If you read in John chapter 17, Jesus was praying to His Father. This was an intimate moment with, uh, for Him right before He went to the cross. And this is, these are some of the words that came out of His mouth and I want to share that with you. But I want you to hold on to what God says. He says to love God with all your heart, your neighbor as yourself. Can I really do that? Well, if you have the love that Jesus, God himself has, won't you be able to do it? If that love, the same love that's in God is inside of you, you should be able to do that, right? Jesus loved, but this is what Jesus said. He says in John 17, verse 26, he says, I have declared to them your name. You know what that name is? I used to wonder. He's the name of Jesus. That name was given to us. He has another name, if you read in Revelation, that no man knows except himself. But the name was given to him, Jesus. Amen? Let's go back. I have declared to them uh, your name and would we'll declare it. Why? That the love with which you love me, okay, may be in them. So that kind of love that God the Father has for Jesus, his son, Jesus said, I want that love, the same quality of love, to be in you. Right? It's scripture. That's not just my words. But have you received it? Have you owned it? Will Jesus' prayer not be answered? Did he mean what he was saying? Did God answer this prayer? Well, I don't feel like... We're not talking about feeling. Own it. You have that love when you receive Christ. If you want to, you have it. Jesus prayed that the same love that God the Father has for Him will be in me. And I go, Jesus, thank you. I receive that love. Can I hear an amen? amen? I receive it. I can love. I want to love like Him. I want to love like the Father. He says that in the Scriptures. So you have the ability. If you don't, you're doing otherwise, that's because you don't want to according to John 7, verse 17. I want to. I want to love. I want to forgive. I want to do just like Jesus did. I want to say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. But it's up to you. It's up to you. And I believe you're receiving the word this morning. Can I hear an amen? I really believe that. I believe that. God's doing work in your life. I know that because it's His word. His word never returns to Him void. When He gives you revelation like you, I believe you're receiving That goes into your spirit. But what you need to do, according to Romans chapter 10, say it with your mouth. If you will believe in the Lord Jesus and confess with your mouth that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the mouth, one believes unto righteousness. With the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Say it. I have the love of God in me. It's in me. Jesus can't lie. He said, well, I don't feel. Nothing to do with feeling. It has to do with believing. If you will believe, all things are possible. Just believe. And if I'm having a hard time believing, I say to Lord, I believe God. Help my own belief. He says scripture. And God will help you. So you, every one of you that I'm looking at right now, you have the love of God in you. You can love like the Father. You can love like Jesus. The love that was in the Father was in Jesus. Now it's in me. He was the light of the world. Now I am the light of the world. That's what Jesus said. You are the light of the world. Why? Because that same love, love is light. When there is love in the home, everything is light. The kids are happy. Because love reigns. And there is peace and there is prosperity. The book I asked you to read, you know, the, the what was called the new kind of love. There was a man that testified after he had received the love of Jesus and he began to love his children said, "What's happened to you? You changed." There was so much joy and laughter in the home. Everything changed. And guess what? Prosperity. The needs began to be met. No more financial troubles. You know why? Because when Jesus is at rest in love in your home, everything goes well. Let's not make Christianity of religion. You know, I just go to church, shook pastor's hand, and listen to a message. We sang praises to God. That not doesn't. We is something to experience. I have to experience it. It's my life. I'm a Christian. That's who I am. I'm a child of God. I own that. I'm a Christian first. Before I'm an American. Amen. That's what you should say. It has nothing to do with anything else. I'm a Christian first. I have taken the identity of my father. Now look, Romans 5 verse 5 tells us this is so important. He says, now hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been, what? Poured out in our word. You got it. <coughs> Excuse me. You got it. Let God be true and every man a liar. You got it. The love of God was poured out in your life, in your heart. You have it in your heart. So you can love like Jesus loves. So that that law, you're free. You're free. You're truly free. This is the truth. This is what frees us. I don't have to struggle. He's offended me, so I can, I'm going to try to love him. No, we don't try. You have love. You see, it says, God is love. That's who He is. He can't help Himself. That's who He is. And that's who you have become. Love. Because you accept the Word. And the Word is eternal. And the Word changes our lives. And I believe your life's been changed today. Can I hear an amen? You can love. Even those that have offended you. Those that have offended you. You know, let me tell you this. I found a secret. It's very important. When somebody's offended me, because we're all human, Satan says, you know you got to get him back. In some way, show him. Let him know how you feel, right? (laughs) You know Jesus' answer to that? Pray for your enemies. So when those feelings, because we're human, they start rising because you know you've been offended, and you will be offended, okay? You will be. When those feelings start rising up, you know the, way, the cure? You tell yourself, I have the love of God in me. And then you do what, Jesus, what the Word says, right? And you start saying, God bless him. Right? Bless Bless him, God bless. Bless him. And before long, if you keep doing it, you are blessing him. And say, God bless him. Bless his family. Take him out of this. Because as you bless him, God opens your eyes to see that's another human being. Jesus died for this person. I want to be in heaven with this person. Satan is the real enemy. Amen. He's the one doing this. To cause us to be divided. To separate us. To divide and conquer. So I pray. And then before long, those feelings are gone. And I am back. Love for God. I have it. And Satan can't touch it. That's why he says, He prepares the table before you in the presence of your enemies. Amen. You all are servants of the living God. Can I hear you, Amen. You all are servants of the living God, and God's with you is going to be well. Like Angela said this morning, forget the trouble. Pursue after God. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added. Things are going to be well. Would you stand up this morning? God's here with us. Many times we ask people in church, um, raise your hand. But I want us all to do this together. And do it from your heart, okay? Make the confession of the word. Can you give me Romans chapter 10, please? I quoted the scriptures before, but I want you to see it. I want you to see it. Verse 9 and 10. When you see a scripture, turn it into a prayer, okay, for your life. That's the way to do Christianity is very practical. And there is a God that is on the other end that confirms his word. He already said, my word will not return to me void. So the first thing is, say the word, tell God you believe the word, and tell the enemy to get out of your life. Amen. That's what it says here in in Romans chapter 10 verse 9. It says that if you confess with my mouth, does it say that? Your mouth. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Then verse 10 tells us, the law, the principle, why that is. When the word of God says for, that means I'm giving you a law as good as gravity. The reason why if you do this, it will work for you is because there is this law here. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto That's not a suggestion. He's saying do it. So you can feel it. Amen. That's what I'm all about. I want to see God. You experience him in your life. So you tell me what God's doing for you. Instead of me always telling you what God. But God has no respect of persons. He loves you as much as he loves me. Just because because I'm pastor doesn't mean he loves me more. And I know that. He loves all of us equally. But we need to say do what he says. That's called obedience. Amen. And we're going to be obedient. Can we uh, can we do that this morning? We confess what he says about us. Amen. Say it with me. I am a servant of God. I am the righteousness of God. My sins are forgiven. I am no longer a sinner. I am free from sin, sin does not have dominion over me, I am free, a slave of righteousness. Jesus is in my heart. I have invited Jesus into my heart and I believe that Jesus is in my heart. I am a slave of God. I am free. If the Son makes you free, you are free indeed. So say it with me. I am free indeed. In my finances, I am free. In my marriage, if you are not married before, in my marriage, I am free. In my house, we are free. I am blessed. to so be a Blessing. I believe it, I speak it, and I receive it, and God bless you with this (laughs) peace.